Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex. I'm your host. Today's date is Thursday, February 16, 2023. As you know, this podcast is geared toward professional development, a professional audience. I hope an aspiring professional audience that aspires to be professional always to improve their mindset going into corporate, learning to work with corporate, not just for corporate. And that's for business sake, because when you take care of business, I always say business takes care of you, right? These episodes have been about 30 minutes long every time, and I treat them as free consultations of sorts. Now, if you are interested in a not free consult, our rates are more than reasonable. We can help you plot and plan some corporate strategy, some moves for you, personalized, to take into consideration in the process of developing yourself professionally, be it that you're angling for better compensation, an increase in salary, maybe more responsibility, more access to knowledge, a training class of some kind. Maybe you want reimbursement for training, for having traveled, or for school, tuition, what have you. Maybe you want to get promoted. Maybe you want to leave and start gunning on your own. Nothing wrong with that. That's the way of the corporate cowboy. In any position you find yourself in, you want to move professionally, always taking care of business, taking advantage of opportunities available in order to create better opportunities for yourself. And you do that by investing in yourself. Today's question comes from r slash career guidance. It says, new owners want to cut my pay by more than half. How to respond? Leave, period, end, fin, finito. <laughs> <laughs> what? Some new owners are going to come in and reduce your lifestyle, your livelihood by half of what it exists as now. What would you do? It sounds like a threat to me. Really. It sounds like an all out threat. Short of fucking you in the ass and then throwing you to the street. What does a 50% reduction in compensation do for you? I mean, I imagine, I imagine with this concept dropping of owners and cutting your pay by more than half that you make at least more than minimum wage. You make at least minimum wage, but regardless Whatever lifestyle you had, whatever livelihood 
you were growing, trying to secure, now cutting, cutting your drive by half, what would that do for you? I mean, that's, that's motive. <laughs> that's motive. The body reads, the company that I've worked for for 30 years is on the, pro- on the process, in the process, I guess. It's a, it's a typo. Is in the process of being sold. I do not have equity, but I have a contract. Ooh, okay, okay. There's hope. There's hope. Even though they don't have equity, right? They, they don't have any power to veto uh, by having equity in the company. They don't have power to exercise that might put a stop to this sale that's in that's in the process of being executed. But they have a contract. I'm hoping as a professional, you, the listener, read every contract you enter into, right? Any contract that might have the likelihood, any likelihood of taking advantage of you, the user of you, the executor of you, the professional, of you, the actor. It says, one part of the contract is a non-compete, which would become invalidated in the event of a sale. This is good. This is actually good news. Typically, in a non-compete agreement, when you enter a non-compete agreement, if you leave the company for whatever reason, and typically the reasons might be outlined along with this provision... They would say that you cannot work for anybody else in a similar industry or anybody else in a in a in a near within the region, right? Some type of geographical boundary. They don't want you stepping or or stepping on their toes or dipping into the business on their quote turf, right? I mean, this business is war. Business is war. I've said it before, right? Just like business is personal, business is war. And if you have a contract and you agree that you will not compete, well, then you've got to abide by that contract. Fortunately, fortunately, some jurisdictions, some states, some countries do not or will not enforce non-competition agreements, non-compete agreements. Why? Because... Because it's believed that these non-competes, these these agreements to have you stop working are literally not productive. They're not productive to society. If, If anything, I might argue they're counterproductive. But that's why you read what you sign before you sign. You read what you're about to enter before you even sign on the dotted line. That's logical. That only makes sense. That only makes sense, right? You know what you're getting into before you commit to entering it. All right. Now, continuing, it says the prospective, they use the wrong perspective. It says here, the prospective buyers want to talk to me tomorrow, but I was told that as part of the acquisition, it's assumed that I would stay on 
with a three-year contract extension, but at less than half of my current pay. I might come back with a counteroffer. Have them <laughs> have them take that agreement. Have them take that assumption of the extension, right? Have them take their assumption of you staying on three years more for half the pay and sticking it. <laughs> Eating it, right? Because why on God's green earth would you agree to that? It's their assumption. It's their belief. But they could be wrong. They are wrong. Because at no point in time was it negotiated with you. You have your own agreement with this company. Right? Fortunately, your contract has the provision within the non-compete agreement that states if the company is to be sold... You are free to compete. So that non-compete becomes invalidated. And you can you can run with the wind, be running and gunning like the professional you are. Granted, granted, you are 30 years in the same regimen, right? So to some extent, you may not be able to teach an old dog new tricks, or you may have certain patterns of thinking or certain patterns of action, patterns of action that are just too far ingrained to be trained away. It happens. It happens. It's possible, but it happens. Understandably, right? You've done something for so long, a certain way, you're bound to continue doing it wherever you go. Now, if you've taken those 30 years and become complacent, have settled those Routines are even further ingrained in your way of being, in, in, in your way of conducting business professionally. I mean, if you've been on top of the game for 30 years, staying abreast of new ideas and innovations within your industry, because again, we don't know if this hypothetical client, we don't even know what industry they are in to have been employed for 30 years, getting paid extremely well from the looks of it because they're just assuming you're going to take this pay cut of more than half to your pay. And uh, you won't you won't renege on this agreement that you were never even a part of, really? Like what what what's the industry stand what's the industry average look like? Are you getting paid an absurd amount, something that's unreasonable? I doubt. I doubt it, especially if you were never included in this negotiation to cut your own pay, right? So they want, they're wanting to cut your pay. And if it continues here, if I refuse the offer, it could impact the sale. What do you mean? What do you negatively like the sale won't go through? That's a good thing, right? <laughs> Fucking don't agree. Don't agree. Don't have the sale go through. Don't take the pay cut. That okay, that should be the end. If I had to give this hypothetical client uh my opinion, because nothing I say, nothing that we promote or put out there in terms of content should be construed as legal advice. I gotta give that legal disclaimer. 
most every time I make an episode, none of what I say should be taken as legal advice. Unless I'm representing you, unless our firm, our organization, any one of my associates are representing you as a client, you should never. And, and, and even if I was, take whatever I tell you with a grain of salt. Why? Because anything that I come up with, as far as informing an opinion, if I had you as a client, we'd be going back and forth in interviews as I collect information in order to give you a well-informed opinion. I'm still giving you this opinion with a grain of salt, if it were, right? If it were legal. I'm giving it to you with a grain of salt because I don't know if you'll act on it. I don't know if you'll execute on anything that I give you in terms of plans, strategies, plots, ploys, approaches and angles, opportunities to take advantage of. Anything that I identify for you is simple identification, whether or not you want to make moves, that's whether you want to make moves or not, that's on you. Okay. It should end there. Them just refusing to take the offer because that doesn't sound like an offer. It sounds like a fucking offense. It sounds like a threat to me, right? It says, if I refuse the offer, it could impact the sale. In fairness, if I look elsewhere, I'm unlikely to start somewhere new with my current pay, but I'm confident that I could do better than half of what I make now, right? So they're over here contemplating leaving for another new place that they've got no history with. Granted, they've got 30 years experience, but then they would move to a new place and what? Hope to negotiate for anywhere near what you were making at your current pay rate? Come on, come on, just refuse the offer. Don't let the sale go through. The, the choice looks rather obvious, but I mean, there's more to the body. Maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there is uh, uh, some information that we're not aware of. Maybe there's an angle we're not seeing. That's why we would, as with an actual client, we would have follow-up questions for all of this. And as, as we do. It says also, also continuing, free of the non-compete, I could be a disaster for the new ownership if I'm elsewhere. I mean, granted that sentence is written shittily, right? What they're trying to say is that if the sale goes through, it invalidates the non-compete and they could leave, right? Fuck whatever assumption they got cooking you're not taking half your pay rate. You could take uh, 75% of your current pay rate, right? At some other place. If you could manage with whatever livelihood or lifestyle you've become accustomed to or whatever debts you've got lingering, if you have a family, if you have uh, dependents that rely on your income for whatever, you know, for, for whatever maintenance and support. Yes, you could, you could then become not a disaster. Oh, you could become a glory to somebody else elsewhere and become the ultimate competition to this new ownership. You could potentially, if you're walking away with the knowledge and know-how, trade secrets, you might say, anything that you have developed, this non-compete waves all of that. It becomes invalidated at the point, at the point of the sale of the business. 
And now you become more valuable than just half of what you were earning. If, if again, because we don't know what competition, what competition exists in this particular industry, because we don't know what industry they're even in to begin with. But if they are, if the OP, if the, if the hypothetical client is, well, if they're not aware of any competition, they could start there by informing themselves on what competition exists and where they could take their expertise in order to extricate some value like a real capitalist. Come on, don't, don't, let, don't let these phony corporatists capitalize on you. You capitalize on corporate. That's the point of capitalism, but that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. That's pure capitalism, not cronyism, not corporatism, right? It's, it's, it's being a corporate cowboy. It's not being a raider. It's not being a blue chip whale, a slow moving, no adaptability, no flexibility, have an ass. No. It's moving like a corporate cowboy, running and gunning, and doing it righteously. Okay, I'm I'm not even done with the body. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of fleshing it out as we go along. But I find, I find instead of reading the entire thing and then addressing it piece by piece, as I read through the body, and in some episodes I might do that, right? But in others like this one, as I read, I'm fleshing it out. Why? I'm giving you, if you listen to enough of these episodes, we are giving you the blueprint to how to evaluate your own life, your own circumstances, your own professional development, the livelihood you want to have. What we're giving you are building blocks for it. We're not going to hand you your livelihood. I mean, that would be fucking beautiful if it were just handed to us, right? I wouldn't have to work today. I wouldn't have to work tomorrow. I would never have to work if it was just handed to me. Would I appreciate it? I mean, you give something some you give something to someone for free and you see how long they appreciate it. Unless you have some type of special bond, handouts, handouts do not cultivate loyalty. Unless you have a special relationship, I'll repeat that. Handouts do not cultivate loyalty, only alliance, right? Let that sink in. They do not cultivate loyalty, only alliance. Alliance is temporary. I mean, you look at modern society, who's aligning with who, for what purposes, for what agendas, for what, uh, (laughs) I almost want to (laughs) say, I'm not going to say it. For what motives? For what reason? For what purpose? To subvert culture? Right? For what cultural reasons? For what political reasons? For what economic, financial, for what geographical, for what for what interesting reasons could there be an alliance? And many times you just need to follow the money. Many times. Other times it's not so simple, but that's higher level thinking where as a corporate cowboy, We're looking out for our own development in relation to corporate. We are improving business in our corner of the world so that corporate falls in line. Otherwise, what, you expect us to just follow corporate? 
you're expected to follow corporate everywhere corporate leads you and they're not much of a leader let's fucking be honest <laughs> they're not much of a leader it says i could be i'll continue because i was ranting there my apologies i could be a disaster for the new ownership if i'm elsewhere provided they aren't offering equity i'm planning to decline the offer but it's scary to go looking for a new job for the first time in 30 years I applaud this person. I applaud this person. Why? Because they are going to make the right choice. And that is to refuse the offer. Don't let the sale go through. Now, they're still planning on looking for a job, which is smart. It lets me know that they haven't, that they may not. They may not, right? I'm making the inference here. I may be wrong. But it's... uh, I guess highlights for me. It uh it, it causes me to recognize. And again, I may be wrong, but it causes me to make the inference and I believe it's a reasonable one that they have not kept up with the industry like they should have been, right? I mean, obviously they've been employed for 30 years, so they've been doing a a decent job to remain employed and make good money, really good money. If if <laughs> if this one company, this one uh if, if the new owners believe they can cut somebody's pay by half and what still keep them, still have them on board fucking they're assuming that they'll just accept it. If they think they can cut somebody's pay by half, this person must be getting paid well, right? That's that's my assumption. That's my inference. But recognizing that it's difficult to now try and make a move when you haven't been active or when you would, you have not been you have not been flexible you have not remained flexible you've not continued learning or developing certain skill sets for over 30 years now okay maybe not over 30 years i might be exaggerating but for approximately 30 years now it's difficult i mean beyond 30 years it's i guess it just becomes more difficult right But it's difficult nonetheless. It says, I'm well paid now, but half would really impact my lifestyle. Yeah, no duh. No no, duh. I said that early on. Early on, man. If if you're making, I mean, shit, if you're making minimum wage, half is illegal, right? uh, uh, Half in, in half reduction in pay, a reduction by half is illegal. And that's just if you're making minimum wage. Now, if you're salary and they cut your shit in half, that's impacting. That's, in, that's impacting you adversely, very negatively. And then it says thoughts, question mark, question mark. I've been giving you my thoughts this whole time. If I had this hypothetical client, I might persuade them to say, fuck no, fuck no. Don't let the sale go through. Easy as that. But they include an edit here. I would imagine they included the edit afterward. Maybe they're coming back to give us an update. It says, I had the meeting. Yes, it's an update. I had the meeting with the perspective. Again, the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong use of perspective. With the prospective buyer. And thanks 
to tons of great advice here and a quick reread of my contract, I'm pretty sure this deal will not go through. I realized I didn't have to participate and without my support, the deal will not continue. My boss is going to get me a new contract that incentivizes me to help him sell and find a new buyer. Man, that sounds like the best possible outcome. We don't know what took place behind the scenes, what was said in terms of negotiation, but it appears that that they're looking for a new seller. No, I'm sorry, that they're looking for a new buyer, right? Because the seller is his boss, is his manager. But now they're looking for a new buyer because apparently the, uh, the, the one buyer who wanted to cut this person's pay by half is got bummed, I guess, that they couldn't fuck somebody over the way they wanted to, right? <laughs> very good, very good. I, I like these types of outcomes. Sometimes, sometimes I think they're very few and far in between, but uh, I, I think in, in our case, it has to do more so with the comfort level that a 30-year professional has in one company. I think 30 years, 30 years is enough time to have read your employment contract once or twice and, and know what it says. It's good that they were aware right off the bat that they had a non-compete, right? And it's good that they knew right off of the bat, right off rip, that if the company were to sell, the non-compete becomes invalid, right? Essentially liberating them freeing them as a professional to take on the world to take on the very company that is letting them go that they that that is freeing them right so that that all becomes dependent on on the facts of life on the facts of this person's life the realities of the market whether or not they're in an industry that has many players that has substantial competition some other significant entity that could put in the kind of work to attract our hypothetical client with more money right in exchange for their services now that they can compete they can sink the old company but no no we we haven't gotten there yet we're we're jumping to conclusions we are <laughs> we are fantasizing but what's good, what is good is that now that they have reviewed the contract, and that's where you should start. It's what you agree to going in to this agreement, right? It's what you, it's the terms that you signed on for when you engage in this corporate war. As a corporate cowboy, you need to be cognizant. You need to recognize. You need you need to recognize your duties, your obligations, your responsibilities. That's, that requires a, a complete analysis of yourself. And at times, you may require a second opinion, a professional opinion from an associate, right? Someone you can bounce these kinds of ideas off of back and forth and help you form 
plans, strategies, help you plot professionally as a corporate cowboy. If you're in a position like this, if you have an associate who needs some assistance, we could set something up individually or in a group, right? Because we've seen we've seen groups move together. It's not unheard of. You can find us on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. On Patreon, that's the Patreon, the Corporate Cowboys podcast, having multiple tiers. Some of those which have Q&A opportunities, also exclusive content. We're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. You can't miss us. You know what the profile pic looks like. We don't miss. We could be anybody. You could be us. Just move like a corporate cowboy. And that's what we're here to do. As associates, incorporating associates, we're in the business of creating corporate cowboys. Because that's how business ought to be done. Creating better professionals. Inspiring professionals to be better. And in that way, business is conducted better. Now that requires a lot of self-regulation. It requires discipline. It requires work at all levels. CEOs to entry level, from entry level to CEOs. And I say this time and time again, everyone is entry level forever. Don't let your position get to your head. Don't let your compensation get to your head. Don't care if you make minimum wage or if you bring in millions in compensation and bennies. No, <laughs> no, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. Right? There's haters on both ends. <laughs> but when you when you learn to assimilate that hate, assimilate that hate, incorporate it to better yourself. That's when you start moving like a corporate cowboy. Have yourself a good one. I'll catch you next time.